the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. 602-508-0960. It's Open Line Friday. We're having some fun today. We'll do the serious stuff as well. It's actually all serious, and it's all uh, in uh, part uh, fun. But uh, we'll get to uh, anything you want to talk about today on your Open Lines Friday. Just no legal advice. 602-508-0960. We're having fun with music. And uh, I offered that if one of you can submit a uh, bumper song that a that meets the approval of Bill and I will do it. We had a close call with a caller who suggested Don Henley, but then gave us a bad song. Good artist, bad song. It's kind of reminding me of Felix Frankfurter's definition of a nuisance. It could be the right thing in a wrong place, like a pig in a parlor, he said. You have the right musician, just the wrong song. So we'll try again. Got a lot going on with politics. Got to talk about some of these parents and now students, thank God who are rising up against critical race theory. It's a, it's a weird thing seeing these liberal commentators saying um, saying that critical race theory is a uh, fantasy. It's a mistake. It, 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 it's, it's fake. It doesn't exist. It's a, it's, it's an invented, um, it's an invented political wedge by the Republicans or conservatives. It absolutely is not unless you ignore curricula. You can ignore the curricula or you can pay attention to it. The problem is too many of us have been ignoring it and they don't like it when we're paying attention to it. But the notion that this is some kind of fake thing is, (laughs) I mean, anyone who went to college in the 80s and studied social sciences knows that it's not a fake thing. Anyone who lives in the real world recognizes it having seeped out of their sociology and political science departments like the virus from Wuhan. It seeped out of that ivory tower lab to suffuse the population at large. And it's not a good thing. Roger called back from Phoenix. Hi, Roger. There we go. I heard the beep that time. There you go. Hey, uh, how about T-shirts, cutoffs, and a pair of thongs? Remember when you spilled Coke all over your blouse? We've been having fun all summer long by the Beach Boys. You like the Beach Boys. We have some Beach Boys all summer long. You bet. Sit in my car outside your house. You betcha. Uh, there you well, go. Uh, yeah, well, that's your favorite one, brother? That's what I would submit. I also uh, Of all the Beach Boy songs, that one, all summer long. Oh, yeah. Well, it's summer. I know, but still, is that the best effort the Beach Boys did? I think it's a great, happy, go-have-fun song. Okay. That's okay. my reason. All right. All right, I'll accept. Hey, I got one more thing, if I'm allowed. You are allowed. I uh, called in yesterday, but I was driving and got tangled up, and so I had to hang up. But anyway, that knucklehead chief of naval operations you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I was an enlisted man, and I'm going to tell you something any enlisted man would tell you. Uh, 
you were talking to Rob, and he was an officer. Yeah. So he, listen, I'm telling you, he'll admit this, wouldn't get this. There is such a massive gap between enlisted and officer corps in all of the military, but the Navy is ridiculously far, and uh, uh, it just... For a guy to sit up there and say, you all need to be doing critical thinking, 90% of, uh, and, and again, he'll, he'll admit this, 90% of the officers don't have a clue what the enlisted do in the Navy. Is that right? Is that right? Yeah. Or uh, really the other services too. They, because they're those other, they're the helpers, you know? Well, I'll tell you, Roger, it's a pretty far fall when you have the chief of naval operations telling um, congressional inquiries that he's assigning a Marxist to help his sailors understand critical thinking, which is important when they go into the field. Is it, uh, Roger, is it important for sailors uh, to uh, read pro-Marxist, anti-American tracts? Before they go in the field to confront, oh, I don't know, China? Is that an important thing? Is that is that what well, we do in our military now? Give them doubt about their country and mission as as in the name the of critical other, thinking? Is that a good use of our military's reading time? Well, the other thing I was going to tell you about that is listed people. I think the answer to ask the question is to answer it, right? I think to ask that question is to answer it. Who is the best C.S. Lewis and or J.R.R. Tolkien biographer? Oh, it's a great question. Interesting answer I would give you. Uh, For Tolkien, I would say uh, a friend of mine, actually, Joe uh, LaConte, L-O-C-O-N-T-E. He wrote a book on him, Joe LaConte. But the interesting thing about C.S. Lewis is he's such a clear, clear thinker and writer that you will get more from reading him in the original than you will reading a biography about him. Now, it's not true of everyone. Some people are hard to understand. Some people you may not understand why they are a big deal. They don't, uh, they don't write in a style that you may like. They don't say things that you think are uh, interesting or penetrating. Uh, and, and so a biography can help out. What would be an example? I don't know. Um, what would be a good example? There's a bio. There's any number of biographies, and I guess the most famous one is uh, is uh, what's his name's from the Aspen Institute on Einstein. Now y- you can read Einstein's works. You can read his theory of relativity. I think it's hard. I think it's hard to understand Einstein through his own words. But you read a good biography of his, a good biography of Einstein's, um, th- then. You get to understand and appreciate why he was uh, why he was so important, why he was so good, why he was so respected, and what he brought to us. You, you, most people probably probably can't do it from just reading him, and and that's not true of someone like C.S. Lewis. Walter Isaacson was the biographer of Einstein. I'm thinking of, but that's not true of uh, someone like C.S. Lewis. So someone like him, you probably just want to read in the original. And also, I don't know a good biographer of him. Uh, There's probably a lot. And something in the recesses of my mind tells me one of our hosts wrote a biography of C.S. Lewis on our faith talk. Who's the... uh, Who's the big big speaker on our faith talk series uh, lineup, Bill? 
who's our most famous who's our most famous faith talk talker on our sister station syndicated radio show huh give me a give me a name of someone we play i can't think of his name i'll think of it in a minute you you don't have it yeah we're thinking of the same one i'll get it in a minute rima I'll get it in a mem- in a moment. I think he wrote a book on C.S. Lewis. Um, yeah, we're thinking of the same guy, and we're blanking on it. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. The young Christian. We've had him on this show. The young Christian author, really close with Chuck Colson. People are pulling over, screaming that they know who I'm. I, I'm. I'm totally. I've totally lost my brain on on who it is. Do you have the Michael Gilday audio from yesterday? That inquiry, because I I, I think it is important to highlight what took place at that hearing yesterday. It's in nowhere in the news today. It's nowhere in the news today. Ten years ago, this is what I was saying yesterday, we live in a place now that uh, ten years ago, five years ago, if people said the things that are going on today, they would call you crazy. Reading a literal Marxist to train our troops, or in this case sailors, in critical thinking by having them read anti-American pro-communist tracts would have been unheard of five years ago, probably unheard of three years ago. It's now justified by the head of naval operations today. Do you want to uh, do you want to go ahead and play that interview? Yes, uh, that inquiry from yesterday. Go ahead, Admiral Gilday. I have to ask you about something first that I'm concerned about. Many people are, uh, and. A lot of people in the civilian world, I sent you a letter with two dozen people on it, concerned that you had recently added several books to the Navy's professional reading list promoting critical race theory. And one of these books is Ibram X. Kendi's How to Be an Anti-Racist. And it argues that the entire American system is corrupted from top to bottom by racial prejudices, which account for all differences in outcomes in our society. And one sentence out of that book says the only remedy to past discrimination is present discrimination. The only remedy to present discrimination is future discrimination. Now, I understand that this is a voluntary reading list, but how does exposing our sailors to the idea that they are either oppressors or oppressed and that we must actively discriminate to make up for past discrimination improve our Navy's readiness and lethality for great power competition? Sir, initially you mentioned critical race theory. I'm not a theorist. I'm the chief of naval operations. What I can tell you is factually, based on a substantial amount of time talking to sailors in the fleet, there's racism in the Navy just like there's racism in our country. And the way we're going to get after it is to be honest about it, not to sweep it under the rug, and to talk about it. And that's what we're doing. And that's one of the reasons that book is on the list. doesn't mean I have any expectation that anybody... Uh, believe or, or support everything that, uh, uh, that Mr. Kendi states in his book. I don't support everything that Kendi says. But the key point here is the sailors in our Navy have to be able to think critically. They have to be able to look outwardly at China and Russia, and they have to understand what those societies, why those societies are a potential danger to the United States. Right. They do have to understand that. So why would you read an anti-American tract rather than an anti-Russian or anti-Chinese or what I might call truthful tract? 
I got to take a quick break. I'm over the line. But Eric Metaxas is who I was thinking of. Eric Metaxas, obvious, the obvious one, right? I think he's done some work on Lewis and Tolkien. Probably worth investigating. 602-508-0960. It just happens. We'll blame the heat. We'll be right back. Open line Friday, your show. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. I'd asked earlier, the audience, happy to do it if you want. If an audience member has a special song they want uh, put into our bumper rotation, if they want to call in and suggest it and tell us why, that's fine. If Bill and I like it, you just have to, you just have to um, pass that, uh, that test. Uh, others have emailed in, and that's fun. Uh, Rob has e- emailed in with a lot of Chicago music. Uh, let's see, uh, what else do we have? Uh, oh, this is interesting. Uh, Dire Straits, Wild West End. I don't know. Uh, dire Straits. We have some Dire Straits. We do have some Dire Straits. Uh, this is interesting. Our, uh, regular listeners to this show know our friend and, uh, 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 uh sometimes call her Dana and Chandler. She's the one who raises the louchins. I think she called in yesterday on Bill's dog shopping. She was uh, banned from Facebook. Can I read you what she wrote? I'll read you what this, this got you banned. We don't know how many people's lives have been destroyed by the lockdowns, loss of business, divorce, financial ruin. Children lost an entire year of learning and social skills. It's now proven they fell behind. This will have lasting consequences for decades. Child suicide rates skyrocket. How many died in nursing homes because COVID patients were admitted in the very places the most vulnerable resided? The short-term gains will be lost for decades from the fallout from the decisions that were made without long-term thought put into it, not to mention the 5,000-plus reported deaths and serious injuries reported to VAERS, the vaccine site. How many go unreported? These are the questions that keep me awake at night. That got her banned from Facebook. You're in the middle of a pandemic. Or you're at the end of a pandemic. You have a pandemic. In a free country. A country we're told is the freest in the world. It would not be surprising. It should not be surprising. That in a republic or a democracy... People will want to talk about what's in the news, especially if it's a health issue. And people have a right to. They have a right to talk about it. And what Dana wrote is nothing different than what is on at least 50% of educated Americans' minds. It's the kind of thing you might hear in my monologue, written a little better than I would have. And it gets you banned from Facebook. Understand that for those of you that thought John Stewart was on the mark with Stephen Colbert last weekend, uh, last Friday, talking about the origins of COVID. Keep in mind, as big a story as that was, guess what? If this were three months ago, Facebook wouldn't have allowed it. Think about that. Think about that. And is that okay? <coughs> is that okay? Excuse me. Is that okay that in the midst of a pandemic, a health crisis, and even if it weren't a pandemic, let's let's say it were several rungs lower. Let's just say it was a a bad outbreak or something. 
is it really impermissible for people to talk about the remedies and um, the uh, remediation efforts to have a voice in how they want to be governed when it comes to a national crisis or emergency? We warned that attendant to the censorship about COVID with the certainty of one perspective about what needs to be done about it, that we were going to miss a lot of boats. When you close off information, you close off information. You close off learning. Thus, you close off solutions. Oh, Donald Trump could have said to Anthony Fauci, I'd like to get a vaccine for this within the year. And since Fauci was happy to tell the press at least three times by my count that you cannot develop a vaccine Within a year, thank God Donald Trump or others didn't listen to Anthony Fauci. That's all I can tell you is thank God they did not. Thank God someone had a different opinion. Thank God someone had the right to freedom of thought and speech and experiment and said, I think we can do this. Fauci is not the last word on what can be thought, what can be said, can be studied. And Facebook shouldn't be. And we have learned again and again and again. And the origin thesis of the COVID virus is a perfect example. When you curtail discussion and information, you very well may be on the wrong path. That's why it's important to get to the origins of these things. I was early on in the opioid crisis um, trying to make the point in public that as problematic as overdoses from prescription opioids was, it wasn't close. It wasn't close to the problem of illegal opioids killing people. But everyone wanted to go after the legal ones, of course. And so we lost tens and tens and tens and tens of thousands more Americans than we had to. When you're going after the wrong thing, you miss the right thing. Did I say that right? If you're going after the wrong thing, you miss the, the, the critical thing, the crucial thing. If you're going after the frivolous for political purposes, you miss the critical. It's public policy malfeasance. It's why <coughs> we don't do censorship here, or at least we didn't. At least we didn't. If there were robust inquiry <clears throat> and good journalism, do you think it's possible – that more people would be alive in New York today by the thousands, by the thousands. Let me try it this way. Do you know who Janice Dean is? She's the weather. Uh, she's the meteorologist on Fox News. She lost her in-laws to COVID and attributes that loss since they were in congregate uh, in nursing homes, congregate settings. They were in nursing homes. She blames Governor Cuomo for putting them there when they shouldn't have been put there. When she tweeted that originally, when she first got on this, a former CNN report uh, anchor, anchor named Soledad O'Brien, you may remember her, she's been all over the place, tweeted, now we get to hear from the meteorologists. Just totally discounting Janice Dean because she's a meteorologist and doesn't know anything. I don't know what Soledad O'Brien's credentials are for knowing more about COVID than Janice Dean. But do you know what shutting down Janice Dean meant? Meant more people died. You curtail information, you can curtail life. It's why we don't do it here or didn't.
little Dion DiMucci there for you. Portions of this show are brought to you by my good friend, Solar Sandy. She is a good friend. If you're thinking about going solar and saying goodbye to those uh, utility company monthly bills, Solar Sandy is who you want to call. She's not only the woman who brought integrity back to solar in Arizona. She actually figured out how to truly zero out your power bill. She wants to put more of your hard-earned money back into your pocket. And even some of her clients have the utility companies paying them money. If you sign up with Solar Sandy right now, she'll pay your power bills and your solar panel payments for one year, and you will receive a $1,000 bonus at signing. Check her out at AskSolarSandy.com. Read the testimonials there as well. They're amazing. That's Ask Solar. Sandy.com or give her a call at 623-850-8229. Doug is in Maricopa. Hi, Doug. Hi, Seth. How are you doing today? I'm well. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. You know, I think you gave just the perfect uh, contrast between a potent questioner and who is able to very clearly and concisely define the actual argument and the standard impotent Republican uh, inability to question. When you were talking about critical race, yeah, yeah, you talked yeah, about yeah. it as the communist agenda. Yeah. And basically pushing communist Chinese narrative to demoralize America. And the first thing a communist wants to do is make us question ourselves so that we are not a good opposition. You should almost play again the, the Republican senators. He does. Remember, I was telling you a talk. In my opinion, is that we constantly accept their narrative. He didn't say this is a communist book, and the Department of Defense is teaching a communist narrative and a communist book. That would put him on the spot. Yeah, I, I know, right? I should have said, I mean, it would have been great. If I had him yeah. sitting here, it would be a great interview. It would be a great interview. Oh, yeah, but it's, it, that is not the Republican way. The Republican way is to accept their narrative. So instead, what the Republican senator does, he spends most of his time repeating the communist narrative he reads how racist we are. He reads how terrible we are. He reads there. He reads everything. So he continues the narrative. So as all the deal, the liberal DOD guy says is, well, we are racist and we have to uh, teach the critical thing. It that is so Republican. We never take and commandeer the narrative and pin them down to why are you pushing a communist, uh, the communists. Uh, well, yeah, you're right. So the guy did an okay job. A better job would have been to read the book that you're going to try and drill down on uh, Admiral Gildayon. He did read the book. Admiral, The admiral did. I don't think the congressman did because there was this weird point in the questioning where the admiral says, well, I can't, I can't answer your question with that quote. Out of context, what was the quote that he read him? The quote is the most famous quote from the book. It's like saying, call me Ishmael, and you say, I don't know the context of that line uh, from what you're telling me. Uh, so, you know, I can't comment on it. Uh, the line from Ibram's book is, 
the only remedy to racist discrimination is anti-racist discrimination. The only remedy to past discrimination is present discrimination. And Admiral Gilday said, well, I don't know what the context of that is. You don't need the context. But even if you did, it would be perfectly fine. I have it in front of me. It's on page 19. Wouldn't it be nice if the congressman said, I'm happy to do it? Here it is on page 19, and I'm reading it to you because the context is perfectly clear. It's perfectly clear. This is not a vague writer. That's the funny thing about communists. They don't need to be vague. They aren't vague. They're not reticent about what they believe. We are reticent about what we believe. As Jean-Francois Ravel put it, a civilization that feels guilty for everything it is and does will lack the energy and conviction to defend itself. And the head of naval operations thinks that's what we should be training our sailors with. Things that tell them uh, 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 th- 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 things that tell them they have reasons to be guilty for defending America. It's it, it's it's. Uh, I'll let you come back, Doug, on the other side of this. It would be easy for you know me to say this is an outrage. It's 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 not an outrage. It's a surrender. Admiral Gilday is not putting on the reading list books by Larry Elder and Thomas Sowell and uh, uh, Shelby Steele, and then saying, "Well, I don't agree with everything they say, of course." But I thought that critical thinking would be important for our sailors. If you want our sailors to engage in critical thinking and defend of America and defend America, give them elder soul and steel. Not even Max Kendi. My God. China invade now. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show, your show, Open Lines Friday. Did you know foam roofs here in the Valley are a great option for many homes? That's where my friends at Trades Unlimited come in. Not only do foam roofs help insulate from the extreme heat, but they help insulate your home from exterior noises. Most importantly, they protect your house from water leaks. I've had the privilege of meeting Susan and the whole team of Trades Unlimited down at their offices and warehouse. They are great people with a great work ethic, which is why they have an A-plus rating at the Better Business Bureau. The hot summer sun is perfect for foam recoats. Protect your roof before the foam beneath the coating gets compromised. Quality and service, that's what you'll get with Trades Unlimited. Don't wait until it's too late. Give my friends at Trades Unlimited a call at 480-483-1775. That's 480-483-1775. Or visit them online at tradesunlimited.com. Great people. I've used them, and you will love using them as well for all your roofing needs. Doug Maricopa, thank you. In Maricopa, thank you for waiting. I just I just wish we were a little prepared. I don't like it when we, when we fire off a great... Uh, a great argument, a great salvo, and it gets parried and thrusted equally uh, sufficiently. We should we should have owned him on that yesterday. We should have just owned oh. him. Yeah, but but you could take almost any narrative when you when you whenever I watch the Senate or any Republican po- uh, politician, we do exactly what he did, and uh, that is to say, we read their narrative, we argue on their ground, and I would I would contend the last statement you made before the commercial about why is it he doesn't have Soul and Williams and, and, and you know, that kind of stuff. That's the proper argument. The first thing where you said you you read uh, the context on page 19 falls into the narr- narr- narrative where you're debating the points on their term. 
you you got to pull it totally away from them and say, why do you push the communist, uh, you know, man, uh, agenda? Why do you do China's job at demoralizing us for our country? Put them on the defensive and then hit them with the fact of, do you have this? Do you have uh, Walter Williams in there? He was the dean of economics at Georgetown University. Do you have any of his in there? Do you have Walter Williams? These are all black men. And uh, and just say, so you basically you'll put in communist narrative, put them on the defensive. You're the head, some one of the heads of the DOD, and you will push the communist uh, narrative. Stay away from any of the points. If you're de- if you're debating page two, you're on his turf. You've got it's a, a fair enough point. I, I do think you may have to show them some of the stuff that's in it so that the people understand it. But that having been said, you know what another good question would have been, Doug? Remember about a month yeah. ago when the Chinese delegation met our uh, delegation led by Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State yeah. in Alaska, and the Chinese delegation read Anthony Blinken the Riot Act about, well, riots in America, right, about racial unjust right. and right. unrest in America. And the White House, the administration, they hated it. They thought it was uh, below and beneath dignity and inappropriate. So I think the right question would have been is, Admiral, if you think what the Chinese said was <clears throat> unprofessional, inappropriate, and inaccurate, why are you having our sailors read a book that says the same thing? Yes. And, and the question also becomes – if you don't have cons- um, conservative pro um, pro American uh, books, fifty percent of it, you're pushing the left side. I would keep them on the defensive because unless you, if you keep them on defensive, you're, he's arguing your narrative. Yeah, yeah. And, instead and, of and us arguing theirs, that. right? Right. Oh my God, he would have walked away having argued uh, for the communist agenda. And you would say, so basically you're defending the communist agenda. Keep bringing it back to that. It makes him look small and anti-American. And then he's arguing on our terms. But we got to do that with every argument. Bring it back to don't argue their details. Bring it back to a big point and make them argue our agenda on our terms. But we as Republicans don't do that. Uh, we argue on their terms, so they're always defining the debate. We'll argue about how unracist we are. See, so then it, so you are assuming we're pretty racist. Yeah, well, it's not that bad. We've already lost. You know, it's a lost argument. And so that's just, I'm just suggesting we have a different narrative. And what Trump did is he controlled the narrative, and that drove the left and the establishment nuts. Just wait till he goes to the border on June 30th. Oh, my God. It'll be so fun. I'm bringing popcorn. Are you? <laughs> Make sure and call me that day. Okay. That'd be good to hear from you, Take Doug, care. as it always is. Thank you. Rick is in Phoenix. Hello, Rick. Hello there, Seth. Where My have you been friend, hiding? Everybody. Where has your bushel been under what bed? <laughs> well, unfortunately, I've been in a situation that I just uh, wasn't able to listen live, and so therefore I wasn't able to call live. But today I got a break. And uh, was, I've been listening to your show all day, and I thought, hey, I'll just go ahead and call in and, and say hello to my good buddy. It's so good to hear your voice. Well, thank you. It's really nice to hear yours. Really nice. Thank you for calling back. People have asked about you. People have asked what happened to you. Really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's, should I be afraid? No. Very afraid. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We don't have no nothing. Oh, to it's be not. Afraid of. It's not the CIA. No, the FBI, not but. not so far as I know. Just people oh. who missed your voice. 
Hey, well, listen, I, I, I got a, a suggestion for a buff, bumper music I want to throw out at you here. Um, the Kingston Trio did a song called Desert Pete, and it's a song about priming the pump, passing it along so that others will be able to receive. And I thought, that is an excellent illustration of what you do day in and day out, and and uh, you you do it, you help us to do it, and that's what we got to be doing. And that was a great conversation with Doug uh, uh, just a few minutes ago. Well, thanks. Thanks an awful lot. Kingston Trio, huh? I yeah. guess I don't know that song. I know a lot of their songs. I don't know that one. What do I know? I know Tom Dooley, Michael Row Your Boat Ashore. Didn't they do the MTA, Charlie on the MTA? Uh, what else did the Kingston Trio do? I did. I don't know that one. Give me it again. What's the name of it again? They did the Reverend Mister Black. Yeah. Uh, the the one that I was suggesting was Desert Pete. Okay, I'll take a look at it or yeah, listen. It's, it's I don't called know. Desert Pete, and okay. it's just uh, about this guy that's wandering out through the desert. He comes across an old water pump, mm-hmm. and uh, it's dry as a bone. But there's a there's a note and a and a and a a little deal of water that's in there, and the note tells him, uh, "Okay, uh, you know th- th- it's dry now, but if you'll if you'll prime the pump with the water in here, now don't drink it, don't drink it first, but prime the pump, uh, then there'll be more than enough water for Perfect. you. Perfect. And be sure to replace the water so the next one coming along can have water too. That tells is... a great story. Ravi Zacharias referenced it." several times in his speeches and a time or two in some of his... Well, that, that would be a pretty good lift. That would be pretty good credibility. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Seth, it is so good to talk you to too, you, Rick. man. You too, man. Thank don't, you. Don't be a stranger. Right. 602-5080-960. We'll be right back. If you want to know what uh, what dorks do for fun, <laughs> I'm so excited. Two uh, attorney friends of mine and I just uh, registered for a uh, Federalist Society's Zoom lecture on the Declaration of Independence and how it informs the Constitution by Hadley Arcus. And we can't wait. We're going to grill and <laughs> watch it together at 8 p.m. Eastern in a week or so. Yeah. This is what we do for this is this is what dorks do for fun. Steve's in Tempe. Hi Steve. How you doing, Seth? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Uh doing good. Doing good. Uh, you know, you were talking about the Admiral yesterday on your show. I hadn't heard what he had said yet, but I did hear it at, uh, later yesterday evening and you know, Seth, am, am I missing something here? I think the operative question back to the Admiral would have been when he was talking about having those in the Navy learning how to, or reading these books so they can think critically. Yeah. I mean, what is he trying to do? Turn the Navy into a to, into a Deepak Chopra? Yes. Yes, I, that's exactly Seriously. right. I mean, I, it was an amazing answer. I want them to read that book because it's important they engage in critical thinking. What kind of critical thinking? Yeah. Anti-American yeah. critical thinking? That's what it is. Well, exactly, and it, it defeats the whole – I mean – It is the thesis was, of America that you get from Marxism. It is the thesis about America that you get from Vladimir Putin. It is the thesis about America that you get from the Chinese government. 
It is the right. thesis about America that you get from Noam Chomsky. It is the thesis about America that you get from ISIS. Yep. And Seth, when you break it, when you break it all down, I mean, I've heard, um, you know, the, the the Navy, the military in general, is here for a purpose. It's to defend this nation. And when you when you break it down even further, when you really get down to the, you know, the the brass tacks of what it's all about. I mean, the military is there. You know, I heard someone classified as as, a, as an entity to to kill people and break things yep. and prevent other countries from doing the same to us. Yep. And how does reading a book like that have anything to do with that? And oh, it diminishes you, it. It diminishes it. If you oh, read a book like that, that diminishes America, diminishes your interest in defending America. It does. And Seth, I'm telling you, this admiral is a prototype of the people that this current administration and the Obama administration have been trying to put in places of authority in the Army, the Navy, Air Force, Marines, all these, all of our divisions. They want people like this guy there. My worry is you're absolutely right, Steve, and not right enough. My worry is that it happens under Republican presidents, too. But you're absolutely right. Open line Friday, your hour, coming up, 602-508-0960.